Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of The Stoop. We are happy to be back with you guys tonight. My name is Jonathan Raggis, and I'm your host, and my co-host, as always, is the shark himself, Jeff Perini. What's going on, Jeff? John, how you doing tonight, man? Horrible I'm weather out there. Horrible. Good. Oh, man, we're getting blasted again here in the Northeast, man. Some snow, some rain, some sleet, but we're safe, man. And you're finally home, so that's always good. I'm home, in one piece. <laughs> How are the roads out there tonight? A little sloppy. If you're out there, be careful. It definitely is a little sloppy tonight. Yeah, it's really sloppy out there, man. You know what? We had such a nice, warm, insanely crazy climate change in winter, and now all of a sudden, man, we are getting smacked left and right with this. And then tomorrow is going to be 53 again. Absolutely insane, man. I'll take that, though. I'll take it over this. I'm sure you will, man. I'm sure a lot of people will. Um, we have a really good show tonight. Tonight's going to kick off our uh, metal month here. Um, last week we were supposed to be joined by Jessica from Psyka. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it. Um, so we had our good friend Chucky Brown come on. We talked a little NBA. You know, it's always good to talk a little sports. That's uh, one of our passions here at the Stoop. So that was fun. We want to thank Chucky for joining us at the last minute. But tonight, kicking off our metal month here in February with Miss Box of Junk herself, Jennifer Gottlieb of Formerly VH1's That Metal Show. Uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit about uh, That Metal Show. We're going to talk to her about her love for metal. We're going to talk to her about her fitness career and a little bit more. It's uh, going to be a really good time here with uh, such an incredible person in, in Jennifer Gottlieb. We're looking forward to it. I know you're looking forward to it, Jeff. Uh, we, we've had that conversation many times. So, Pretty excited. I'm sure you are. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Right, so in 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 honor of of Miss Gottlieb joining us tonight, and uh, you know, to, uh, of course, you know, being a fan of that metal show, we're going to introduce a little top five segment here on the stoop. And tonight's first top five segment is going to be the most influential and in some of our favorite heavy metal albums, and we're going to knock it down to a list of our top five. So Jeff, I'm going to ask you to go from five right on up to one, and we'll let you go first. Okay, so start with five and fire it all the way out? Absolutely, man. Okay, uh, I'm going to start really off the cuff at number five. Um, one that I really love, and I don't know how metal fans perceive it, little industrial, little death metal, if you will, uh, Marilyn Manson's Antichrist Superstar. Um, nice. No, a little bit of an odd choice, but it's, uh, and for me, the introduction of Manson, uh, the worst of his best, if you will, and to me, everything metal is about. Darkness, angst. Uh, aggression, great music. To me, Antichrist is a terrific, kind of an underrated metal album. But if you need something from the modern era, it's something I go with. Well, um, it, you know what? It swung into a different way at that time with that that album. It really uh, freaked a lot of people out. <laughs> exactly. And like I said, it's kind of like, I mean, it was, you kind of class it as death metal, but that, that's, it was something new. And if you need anything in the modern era of the last 20 years, that's about as strong as it gets. Yeah. Um, number four, I've got... Um, I've got Anthrax is Among the Living. Um, always been a huge Anthrax fan. Strong guitars, speed metal, if you will. This is the real the, the album to me, and it's funny. I read this, and I thought of it myself, and I started reading into it. They're most serious album. Like, they actually, not a lot of gimmick. It was straight-up music, some great songs. Um, best to me, it was number four. Uh, number three, uh, of course, you can't have a list without Pantera. I want the vulgar display of power. Um some tremendous songs all over the board, all kind of different subjects. Uh, usual Pantera stuff, loud, aggressive. Hell yeah. And, uh, 
one of my favorites. Um, number two and number one, it was a tough choice. Number two one was the Master of Puppets, uh, Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, every Metallica album is a tough pick. You had to go with one. Master is my favorite. Uh, pretty much every song is when you turn on and you don't touch it, you let it play through from start to finish. And uh, number one for me, kind of the introduction of metal to the entire world, uh, Black Sabbath. I went with Paranoid. Um, so many great songs in there, War Pigs and Iron Man, uh, Planet Caravan, Fairies Were Boots, Paranoid, Always all great songs on that one. And um, mix, It's mixed in with classic rock. Really, the beginning of metal. Really, Black Sabbath to me was the start of my metal years. Yeah, that was an, an absolutely phenomenal album. Still one of the best to this day. That's, that's a great top five list, man. I know it's it's really hard to to actually go through all these albums that you love and to really make a top five list. Um, I, I, I have a tie for a fifth, so I basically have six albums. I just couldn't break down number five, so <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll just go with my two top, uh, you know, my top six actually, but you know, like I said, two are tied for fifth. Uh, so tied in fifth place is uh, Master of Puppets, Metallica. You know, everything from Battery, uh, Welcome Home, Sanitarium, Disposable Here is the thing that should not be. That was that's still one of the most kick-ass Metallica albums ever made. Probably the best, my most favorite one. Also tied for fifth uh, with Master of Puppets is British Steel by Judas Priest. Man, that, that's wow, that's one of my ultimate favorite albums between metal gods breaking the law grinder living after midnight uh you know just you know it it, it came down between british steel and painkiller and uh, i had to go with british steel um number four the band i'm going to be seeing march 19th at the sands in bethlehem pennsylvania megadeth rust in peace man you're talking about hangar 18 holy wars tornado of souls take no prisoners rust in peace polaris that's still an iconic album today by probably one of my most favorite bands in in Megadeth. Uh, You know, you could still blast that album from the first track, Jeff, to the last track and put it right back on repeat. It just doesn't get old. It's an absolutely phenomenal album. Uh, My number three, you and I had the same one, Vulgar Display of Power, Pantera. There is just something still so legendary about Vulgar Display of Power and, 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 and just throwing it on and, you know, just listening to uh, Mouth for War, the first track on there, you know, listening to the Dimebag, just kicking it, and Anselmo coming in, Vinny pulling the drums. Uh, just one of the hardest albums I probably ever heard. I mean, I've heard some hard albums, but still one of those albums where, you know, just from, like I said, first to last track, man, that's always what I look for in albums. Um, yeah. You know, and, and this one from Walk to Mouth for War, Fucking hostile, hollow. This love—it's—it's it's probably one of the most perfect albums ever made. Um, number two, gotta go with Maiden's Power Slave. Aces High, Two Minutes to Midnight, uh, Power Slave itself, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Still one of one of the most epic, epic albums ever uh, written, produced, played. The, the the lyrics are phenomenal. Bruce Dickinson's a, a beast, and the rest of them. And number one. My most favorite, favorite album ever, and one of my most favorite people ever. Got to go with Holy Diver, Dio. Um, wow. One of the first albums I ever heard as a kid. Um, you know, Stand Up and Shout, Caught in the Middle, Straight Through the Heart, Rainbow in the Dark, Holy Diver. I mean, it's just, you know, when I think of metal, I think of Ronnie James Dio. And, and it kills me, kills me that we live in a world now without Ronnie James Dio, without Lemmy, Without Dimebag, without all these incredible metal artists, and it also pains me, man, that I never got to see Ronnie James Dio live. Kills me. 
absolutely kills me. But yeah, that's that's my top five ish. I'm, I'm going to call it right five-ish. there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, just just for uh, you know uh, a quick synopsis here, just uh, name the albums again, Jeff, real quick. Okay, I uh, my top five. We had uh, Marilyn Manson, Antichrist Superstar. Number four had Anthrax's Among the Living. Mm-hmm. Number three was uh, your choice also, Pantera and Vulgar Display of Power. Number two, I had Master of Puppets. And number one, Black Sabbath Paranoid. I got a list without Slayer and Maiden and all that. It's hard to believe, but... <laughs> it's 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 hard. It's hard. Like I said, you know, I, I got tied for fifth. I got Master of Puppets Metallica along with British Steel by Judas Priest. Number four, Rust in Peace, uh, Megadeth. Three, we, we got a tie there. Vulgar Display of Power, Pantera. Two, Power Slave by Iron Maiden. And one... The legendary, the great, the late Ronnie James Dio in Dio, Holy Diver. Um, you know, man, when we were talking about this today, I had a list of about 30, 35 albums right off the top of my head. And to break that down into five, man, I, I left off some some albums that I'm still even questioning that I probably could have put in my top five, man. <laughs> it's hard. You know, Anthrax, like you said, that, that that's another album. Um, man, just so many good albums. Black Sabbath. You know, other other albums by Maiden, other albums by Judas Priest. It's hard, man. When you uh, yeah. when you start to scan, you look at like Rolling Stones list and, and all these different lists, top fifty, top one hundred. There's six Maiden, there's five Slayer, there's five Pantera, there's five Metallica, and it's pretty much the same ten bands or you know whatever leading the way. And it was really a tough choice. Um, I knew I kind of went modern a little bit with Manson, but somebody had to represent this generation of metal music and it was, you know, Slipknot, Marilyn Manson, bands are doing it now, but, you know, the classics are, are really hard to pass up. It's hard to pass up the classic bands that we grew up with, the Anthraxes uh, and, and Pantera's group like that. Yeah, we'll have to do another top five in the future and maybe, like, wing it down from, like, post-1995 on up or something because there are so many albums that are even coming out now, um, that I love. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but Killer Be Killed, Max Cavallara, uh, Greg Pucciotti, Troy Sanders, and Dave uh, Illich. Uh, phenomenal band, man. You know, sort of a super group. Just an amazing album. Their first album, which is just, you know, self-titled, uh, you know, Killer Be Killed, man. That, that's one of those albums, man. When I put it on from the first track to the last track, I just could not get enough, man. I mean, there are so many Good, good bands out there, and you know what, man? I, I'm, I'm, I've been getting into the Pretty Reckless, man. Taylor Momsen, you know, just another I do like phenomenal Pretty Reckless, band. Yeah, yeah yep. I mean, they're just, you know, they're just, they're hard, they're kick ass, you know. And and I know a lot of people go off because oh, they're they're too light, but I like Hailstorm too. You know, there's a lot of good, good metal bands out there still today. I know it's nothing like you know everybody's going to compare a Pretty Reckless to um you know to you know the days of Lita Ford and and you know Cherie Curry and going back to you know all those classic rock bands and you know you're going to look at a killer be killed and say oh they're no Judas Priest they're no Black Sabbath well yeah of course not because these are the guys that created it you know these are the guys that ran with it and they wouldn't be called classic albums if they weren't damn good so but there are some good bands out there man I don't know if you've ever heard of Killer Be Killed Jeff but I highly recommend it you got to check it out man Got to check it That's out. I'll, I'll check it out. Absolutely. Sounds good. Yeah. Really good. My brother-in-law um, got me the album last year, and i just been listening to it ever since and recommended it to a lot of people, and they're all buying it and just loving it up. So. Terrific. It's a. Um, it, it's kind of a uh, – you, you got to kind of categorize it because when you look at 
again, when you look at some things that are considered metal, uh, people are saying Led Zeppelin, ACDC. To me, that's more of a classic rock. That's not metal. These are bands, like I said, they, they bring it hard. Uh, they bring it loud, and it, it's a lot of, you know, the guitars are crashing, the drums are pounding, and it's really not, I mean, I hate to say the phrase, but it's not always radio-friendly. That's really the best thing about metal. It wasn't It's not everybody's cup of tea, and yeah. to me, that's how you judge great metal music. Well, that's what Tipper Gore said, man, so... <laughs> You know, it's it's you know you know like you said, I agree with that, man. There's a lot of bands that are classified metal that I would consider more heavy rock than I would heavy metal. Um, you know, when you look at heavy metal, I look at you know I think of Anthrax, I think of Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth. Uh, you know, I think of Motorhead, I, I I think of Dio. You know, I think of you know Black Sabbath. You know, bands like that. I, I don't I don't really consider a Led Zeppelin metal. I consider them a more hard classic rock. You know, and I totally agree with what you just said. You know, so it's it's hard to put them into categories. I'm sure somebody's going to come out tonight and say, "Oh, Marilyn Monroe, man, oh, Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Manson." That's not metal. <laughs> you know, that's not heavy metal. That's more of a of of a popish metal from the '90s or you know stuff like that. But no, it's it's you know to me that's that's considered a, a hard metal. So you know, when you think of hard metal, you got to think of songs that are not radio friendly, that hit really hard, that were hard from the start to the end, and you know that 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 was actually a good choice you had there, man, with uh, Marilyn Manson. I, I I wasn't a big Marilyn Manson fan, um, but I can respect that. I, I I didn't I didn't think you would throw that out, man. You kind of took me by surprise there, but a good surprise. I searched for uh, something out of the norm. Like I said I, I was looking at some Slipknot stuff. Like Slipknot Iowa is very modern, but great. It's it's hard. It's got so many different angles. It's got lots of drums and guitars, and even do a like DJs with some mixing and, and great vocals. But, you know, it's not it's not one of the classic of all time yet, but next on album, I had to find something to me that kind of bridges the gap to the new generation. And, uh, you know, after this album, I think Manson got a little too popular. This is like his first real big one, and, and every song in there just is grab you by the throat, aggressive. Music. Well, you could say it, grab you by the balls, aggressive. Come on, you could say it. All right, grab you by the balls and shake them around. I'll say it. Yeah. It's like an accept album, man. It puts your balls to the wall, man. It really does. There you go. <laughs> you know? And that was another album too, man. When I was thinking about, it, I was like, man, accept, man. That 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 album was 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 so damn good too, man. And it's it's tough, man. It's tough, man. I I, I really wish we could sit here and do like a top fifty for each of us because I'm sure it would be still completely different, which would be hilarious. But yeah, absolutely. You know, you got to give it up. Rock time go higher. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like I said, every uh, you know every show now we're gonna do another top five list. Uh, next week we're gonna do a classic rock list. The week after that we're gonna do another list. The week after that, and it's always gonna be something different. It's gonna be about music. It's gonna be about movies. It's gonna be about television, sports, whatever, video games, you name it. Jeff and I we're just gonna we're gonna have some fun with this new format. Well, not really new format. We're ripping it all from our uh, friends over there at that metal show, but. You know, it's a great format, and it's always nice to hear the things that other people like, and the other, you know, and the things that other people find interesting. Like you said, you know, I, I have Judas Priest, uh, you know, British Steel in my, in my as at my fifth spot. You have Marilyn Manson in your fifth spot. I mean, they couldn't be two different animals. You know, great stuff, absolutely great stuff. Well, in a little bit, we're going to be joined by our guest uh, Jennifer Lee Gottlieb from That Metal Show. You may know her better as the Miss Box of Junk. Uh, like I said, from 
formerly VH Wins That Metal Show, so she'll be joining us real soon. Um, we got a little news right before we went on the air uh, here, and uh, the LastDragonTribute.com, uh, a webpage in honor of the movie The Last Dragon uh, with Tamak and you know all, all these great actors. Uh, you know a Barry Gordy film, Bruce Leroy, man, who doesn't know that movie? But we just got right. word that uh, Vanity, the former pop star, used to hang out with Prince from the '80s. Uh, she passed away tonight or sometime today. Um, I believe from cancer, so that's Denise Matthews, aka Vanity, uh, no longer with us anymore. That's that's a shame because you know what that was a, you know she was good. I mean she had a beautiful voice. She was a great pop star uh, in the '80s. Uh, did a lot of things with Prince. Was a part of his revolution and then went over to uh, to the acting scene and did The Last Dragon. Uh, she was known as Laura Charles in The Last Dragon, and uh, one of my favorite movies. I absolutely love it and. Uh, she did a lot of things, man, from Playboy and, you know, did some other movies. So, you know, it's a shame. I, I didn't even know she was sick, but once again, seems to be that we're finding it out that way lately, Jeff, that uh, all these, uh, you know, celebrities are sick and they're uh, learning how to, you know, hide it. So, damn shame. Another one lost. Yeah, speaking of, uh, especially speaking of metal, I mean, like uh, like Lemmy, nobody really saw that coming. There's no. another one, Vanity, nobody saw it coming. I mean, she... Uh, Kind of fell out of limelight. Apparently, you know, you, you hear about how she found God and, and had a better track in life, and then that's great. But, you know, again, like I said, somebody great from the 80s, uh, somebody you grew up watching, and she was always beautiful and, and just a, a treat to watch. And, yeah. And, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, like, you know, I just, you know, the actor, Tim Curry, I mean, phenomenal actor. We've loved him in so many different movies and uh, even his stints on TV shows. And then when he showed up at that award show last year and he was in a wheelchair after having a stroke and nobody knew it. And he had the stroke a year yeah. prior to that. I mean, I couldn't believe how, how, how bad he looked. And I just, I was in a complete shock. And I said, wow, you know, with, with the way the paparazzi is these days and with the way people love to leak things, it's amazing how things like that were kept silent, you know, but then you look at people like Lemmy. Lemmy, we knew was sick. He didn't even know what he had. So that you can really see is okay. Well, we knew Lemmy was sick, but David Bowie. I mean, you know, being sick for so many months and I think up to a year before he passed away uh, from cancer. It's like, man, David Bowie was able to keep that silent. You know, people around him didn't leak it. Nobody from the hospitals or his doctor's offices, and usually those are the first people to leak it. So it's uh, it was amazing that they were able to live. Like a normal human being, which is what they were. So, uh, you know, it, it was good that they were able to do that without having all the crazy, oh, my God, they're going to die, you know, all this fanfare and all this crazy stuff. So, you know, once again, rest in peace to uh, Denise Matthews, a.k.a. Vanity. You all know her from not only being with Prince and his revolution, but also The Last Dragon, Bruce Leroy. Great movie. Um, great pop singer. Rest in peace to Vanity. Um, before the, we uh, um... go for it. Action Jackson, <laughs> one of my favorites. Action Jackson. I forgot about, about that. I, for, I forgot yeah, Action about Jackson. That. Damn. And uh, Ricky Nelson that. and Carl Weathers. It didn't get a lot of great reviews, but the movie no, I, 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 I remember the movie, but damn, I forgot she was in it. Wow. I gotta watch that now. That was a great movie. I, I totally oh, yeah. forgot about it. <laughs> That's what you know. What man, me and uh, a friend of mine were talking about the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai the other day, and I say, oh, oh, we wow, got to have yeah. watched that years. And then Saturday night, it happened to be on Comet Television, and not only was I watching it, but it was so late I didn't want to uh, text or call and wake him up. He actually found the tune was watching it, so we were talking about that today. So that was funny. That was, that was another great freaking movie that nobody was ever going to really talk about, or you, you'll you'll see really played anywhere else. That was another kick ass 
80s movie. So It's coming up on the stoop, the uh, top five guilty pleasure movies that you know everybody watches. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to be doing oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no question about that. That's that's going to be coming real, real, real soon. So that's going to be great stuff. So awesome. Uh, before we're joined by uh, Jennifer Gottlieb from That Metal Show, we just want to talk about some of our uh, next few guests that are going to be joining us next week on Monday. Um, Dan Gutschmidt and the boys in the rock band Adrenaline are going to be joining us. Really looking forward to that show. Um, Adrenaline is uh, not only a phenomenal uh, rock band that was up and coming, and I feel like they're now here after their last album, um, Chapter One Ignite. Um, they're just, they're just, man, they're heavy. They're good. The, you know, the lyrics are phenomenal. The music is phenomenal, and I'm really excited to play some of their music next week and to show uh, rock fans and metal fans a newer band, you know, that they probably don't know yet, um, but they should know because, man, these guys are, are going to be real, real big real, real soon. So Adrenaline is going to be joining us on Monday, um, February 22nd. And then after that, February 29th, we're going to be joined by the lead singer of Psyka, Jessica herself. She was supposed to be with us last week. Um, but unfortunately, well, unfortunately for us, but fortunately for Psyka, they had uh, something in studio going on. So we're really looking forward to that. And uh, we got another guest. Uh, this is way off the music topic, and uh, we'll announce it now. Um, Nick Arcade. Does anybody remember Nick Arcade out there? Nickelodeon in the 90s, growing up on shows like Double Dare and, and, and all those phenomenal things. But Phil Moore, the host of uh, Nick Arcade, is going to stop by on March 7th with us to talk a little bit about video games, um, how addictive and obsessive Nick in the 90s was, um, and, and you know, just to give an example of how addictive it was, uh, Jeff, you said uh, your fiance is uh, blown away that Phil Moore's going to be with us. So, now She is beyond excited. She can't believe it. But we'll uh, trace that to you. Is she going to come on and co-host with us that day? Come on. I'm gonna have her call in at least. If she's not coming yeah. on. She's got to call in. She's she's got to got to call that old Nickelodeon days. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. No, you know, and 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 this is what we're gonna do here on this stoop. You know, we're 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 not a sports specific show anymore like we were when we were 24 seven sports hub. We're gonna have a little bit of everything, and and it, and it goes to show you. We went from 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 the actor Kevin Sorbo to a, a billionaire entrepreneur and Jesse Itzler to tonight. The beautiful Jennifer Gottlieb joining us, and then boom, right down to the host of Nick Arcade, Phil Moore. So we're doing a little bit of everything. But speaking about Jennifer Gottlieb, we are now joined by her. How's it going, Jen? Hi, it's going well. How are you guys doing? We're hey, doing. Jen. How are you? Doing real good. We want to good. thank you for uh, joining us on this uh, cold night to talk a little bit about everything, and um, we're just going to get into it real quick with you. Um, I'm sure people have asked you that metal show VH1 decided not to pick it up um, and, and not to renew it, but we're you know they gave the keys to the guys to say hey if you want to find you know another platform from this place uh, go for it. Is there any news on that at all since the departure? Anything leaked out? Like are they zeroing in on something? Do you see it going anywhere? Not that I know of. I sure hope so. Um... I wish I knew. I wish I had news yeah. for everybody. Everyone keeps asking me that. Um, <laughs> all I know at this point, it's you know, I'm I'm in the exact same boat as everybody else. All I know is that our amazing producer Jeff has all the rights to the show, and he's doing everything that he can to pitch it to networks and try to find us a new home. That would be so, phenomenal. I hope so. I mean, we have such an incredible 
following. People love the show. It's a package deal. It, you know, it comes with a huge group of people that love it, you know, a huge mm-hmm. audience. So I don't see why, you know, a network wouldn't want to pick it up. So I have I have very high hopes on being positive. Yeah. Do you see, like, it going on to, like, a platform like a Netflix where it can actually be in high definition finally? Because you know people are killing for that. I know. I kind of <laughs> hope so. I think the Internet is the next wave of everything. I, I think that the future is streaming and the Internet, and pretty soon no one's going to be watching TV anymore anyway. So, I yeah, I think that it would be awesome on a Netflix or a Hulu or uh, any kind of online channel or network. I think that would probably be the best bet, but I'm not pitching it. They are. I have no yeah. control, so I'm just kind of <laughs> sitting back and um, waiting to hear some good news, but I am positive about it, and I think that if we all really want it to happen and everybody keeps, you know, supporting us as much as they've been supporting us, that it will happen eventually for sure. It can't just disappear. Absolutely. Um, you know, just just sticking with TMS a little bit, um, I mean, you've met a lot of people now being a part of that metal show. Were you a fan of the metal scene before you went on that metal show, or is that something you kind of evolved into? That's the second question everybody asks me. Good question. <laughs> um, well, when I... Um, was cast in that metal show I basically came off of doing I'm a I'm an actress and I'm, I studied musical theater and I came off of the Broadway national tour of The Wedding Singer the mm-hmm. like the 80s movie with Adam Sandler yeah. I played um, Linda who is kind of very much I based my character off of Lita Ford essentially but like a mm-hmm. wacky kooky comedic version of a metal chick yeah. So when I was on the road and I was, you know, playing this character and doing the show, I started for the first time listening to a lot of like 80s rock, 80s metal, a lot of Lita Ford and kind of studying her and, you know, getting in, getting into character that way. And I started really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't a hardcore heavy metal fan. I didn't go into this as, you know, the, a, a full on metal girl, but I was ironically, growing into a fan for the first time just before I auditioned. And then when I received the call to go into the audition, I was like, wow, this is pretty perfect. It kind of just makes sense, like, where I'm going mm-hmm. with my life. It's it's just mirroring off of what I just did. So yeah. then obviously yeah. being part of the show and getting to meet these phenomenal musicians, I learned so much, and I've morphed into a fan of of the music yeah. for sure. And that, and that's my mm-hmm. next question for you is you know you've met so many phenomenal musicians uh you know from being a part of that metal show um who is one that you just like wow I'm actually standing next to him or her you know which one just kind of blew your mind meeting them Well there was two I the first is for by far Lita Ford because yeah. Oh, yeah. just a few few months before I started doing the show I was studying her and listening to Kiss Me Deadly every single, before every single performance I did and basing my character off of her and never thinking in a million years that I would ever meet this woman. And a few months later, I'm standing with her and, like, we're buddies. And, like, I got to interview her and what she does in the gym. And it, it was just very, very cool and very surreal. The second mm-hmm. one was my very first season, I got to meet Joe Satriani. And uh, growing up, um, mm-hmm. 
I loved Joe because my dad is a huge Joe Satriani fan. So I yeah. was, when I was little, like a little girl, I would dance around in my living room to um, Surfing with the Alien. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and stuff, I, like, I knew about all that stuff when I was just a little girl. I don't know. I was like under 10 years old. Yeah. And when I called my dad and said, guess who I am meeting today? And he lost it. My brother has a tattoo on his back for Joe. It says, always with me, always with you. Like, my family is hardcore fan. That's so epic. that was very, very cool. Those that was nice. Two. Did you get to call mm-hmm. your father and put Joe Satriani on your phone with him and make his day or not? <laughs> I got an autograph. I actually nice. brought in a picture of my brother's tattoo of his back, and I had to yeah. sign it. <sighs> But I don't think I got him on the phone with my dad. I probably should have done that next time I see him. I know there'll be a next time. There will be (laughs) because it'll be back. We we all know that. Um, You were talking a little bit about Lita Ford just now and how you were talking about, you know, working out and everything. You're you're pretty big in the fitness world as well. Um, uh, Can you tell us a little bit about what you do as a fitness coach? And from your website and also um, shoot out the address if you can as well. How does online coaching work? I, I I really want to know how that works now. It's not like going to the gym anymore. You can just do it online now? Sure, yeah. Um, well, I'm a personal trainer in New York City. Um, I train. It's basically when I'm not doing acting or modeling gigs or shooting PMS. I'm working full-time. I, I have a whole roster of clients that I – you know, six days a week. I've been working this since this morning at 5 a.m. all the way through. So wow. pretty much a few hours before I'm talking to you. And <laughs> I also train online. And that's people that don't live in the city and can't physically train with me. I write meal plans and uh, exercise programs for them. And I email and we do, there's all different levels of my online coaching. Some are way more intense where you get to, where we have phone calls once a week to check in. You can even Skype once a week to check in. And I have people food logging once a week. So you write down everything you eat and I hold you accountable so mm-hmm. that you can have just a buddy, you know, and you know that somebody's going to look at what you are writing down. So you think twice about what you're basically putting in your body. And you also log your workouts so I can check and make sure you're doing those. It's just having a coach and having somebody to hold you accountable and telling you what exercises to do when. So there's basically, you don't have to think about anything. You go into the gym with the workout I created. You go into the kitchen with the meal plan I created for you. And you do exactly what I say. And my clients, if you do it right, Mm -hmm. I've had clients lose 80 pounds, 50 pounds. I have a lot of big weight loss clients. And wow. also just clients that want to just be in shape and be healthy as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's amazing. I, it's, you know, because I see people run into the gym and they're, you know, just, I don't want to say embarrassed, but they're more uncomfortable, you know, being in the gym and trying to work out, you know, alongside of all these people who are, you know, already in just phenomenal shape and know how to do the workout. So is is, is online coaching like the new thing now? Is that something that you think is going to eventually take over? I think it already has. I think it's become very popular. I know a lot of trainers do it because with the Internet now, it's really easy to be Mm -hmm. able to work with people that don't live near you. And, you know, instead of just being able to train seven people a day, you know, that's all I can physically do, I can train way more people a week. So, And I do think that it it is helpful for people that don't know what to do, and and they're a little bit intimidated when they walk into a gym and they can't necessarily afford – a personal trainer three days a week. It's a better option for them. And they can go in with a plan, know what to do, and just feel a lot more confident. 
Very and nice. that'll produce results, Kim. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what's the uh, address of your website where if people are listening out, if they're interested in, in getting into shape and they want to uh, use you as their new coach, how can they do it? <laughs> JenLeahGottlieb.com, J-E-N-L-E-A-H-G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B.com. Great, great. We'll put that up on our uh, Facebook page later on tonight. So uh, another thing I have to ask you is you're working out. What's some of the music you listen to? What are some of the tracks that get you just pumped to go? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> Actually, I, today I was listening to a lot of Pretty Reckless. I'm loving her right great. now. Loving that. Super fun. Um, mm-hmm. I also listen to stuff like pop music. Yeah. Um I, a lot of people know this about me. I'm a massive Michael Jackson fan. He is my idol. He's the reason that I became a performer. He, since I was a little kid, I was just always obsessed with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. So no matter what mood I'm in, he always pumps me up, no matter whatever song it is, whatever comes on. So I have a lot of him on my playlist. I also, anything that hmm, makes me move that's yeah. popular right now, I like Top 40 stuff. But as far as, you know, if you want to talk rock and metal, I'm loving Pretty Reckless, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, Metallica, Master of Puppets, that whole album is insane. It's really great to work out to. Um, Yeah, and I mean, to be embarrassing and throw out a couple embarrassing ones. I I mean, we got to go there. I like pop music, so, and I think everybody knows that about me, and they can judge away if they want to. <laughs> I, yeah, but you know what? I think everybody likes a little bit of something else. Like, you know me, I'm I'm, I'm a huge metalhead. Everybody knows that about me. But you know what? I'm an MP3 player. I got some old pop. I got some new wave. I, got, I even got a little bit of country. I got some classical on there. Why not? I mean, if you're a lover right. of music, you know, that's the way it should be. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, if uh... music is music, I mean, I think that music is for the listener. If, if something inspires you, you know, and, and makes you feel something and makes you want to move a certain way or makes you makes you feel a certain way or, you know, brightens your day or puts you in a good mood, who's to say, like, what's good music and what's bad? It's a totally personal thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, good music is good music. You can't really argue. So. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jeff? You were just talking about something? For me, it's um, Michael Bublé. I'll admit that on the air. Michael Bublé. <laughs> That's my guilty fight. He's awesome. Yeah, he's got great stuff. He really does. And then, like like John, I'm a metal fan, a hard rock fan. But, you know, you got to branch out sometimes. A little classical as well. But uh, Gavin DeGraw, Michael Bublé. Sometimes you just need a uh, soft, mellow tune in there. And, you know, I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, there's nothing Good. wrong with that. Nothing, nothing wrong with wrong that wrong at with all. That. Michael Bublé. Very good. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? You know, it's 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 all good music unless you're. Uh, I mean, Jeff, if you're listening to Taylor Swift, I'm gonna have to say something. But Michael Bublé, we can get with. So I draw the line. Well, I don't. I like Taylor Swift, so I'll go ahead and say it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I'm not gonna say nothing to you because yeah, okay, you're in a lot like better shape than me, and I'm sure you can take me down with with no problem. So <laughs> I, I can't say. And Jeff, I know I can handle easily. So. Yeah. But good times, good times. Well, Jennifer, I'll, you know what? I just want to thank you for uh, stopping by for a little bit and talking a little bit about uh, that metal show. You know about your, uh, you know your online uh, coaching for uh, the fitness world. And uh, hopefully, we can get you back on in the future. And by that time, that metal show will be back on the air. Oh, absolutely! This was super fun, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, thank you. and you take care.
All right, you too. Bye-bye. That was Jennifer Gottlieb from That Metal Show, The Miss Box of Junk. Super cool chick. Um, just really cool to talk to. We can't wait to get her back on with us in the future. Um, listen, who's not a fan of Michael Jackson? I am. Exactly. I mean, I, I, would, I would have to say late 70s, 80s Michael Jackson. I don't, I don't know about too much, you know, mid-90s and on Michael Jackson. is a little kind of getting a little creepy there. So. <laughs> So, Jeff, I'll tell everybody the time that uh, Michael took you to uh, Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, we going, are we taking that story out right now? <laughs> yes. There was this time when Jeff and Macaulay Culkin and Michael met up, went to uh, Neverland, played in the Ferris wheel a little bit, had some good times, but no, I'm just messing around. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Michael Jackson was great. I mean, I was at work the other day, man, had the, the radio blast and was listening to uh, WZZO, you know it. Lehigh Valley Rock Station, Classic Rock, getting a little metal going. I had to switch over, so I went to the uh, 80 station. Billy Jean came on, man. It was spinning around, kicking my shoes. We were doing some good times there. So, Yeah, that, that album, those songs will go on. Uh, they'll live on forever, really. They'll live on for oh, a long time. You know, like, like Elvis did and Sinatra and all that. Oh, I mean, come on, man. You know, you, you you can't not listen to Elvis. You cannot listen to Frank Sinatra. You cannot listen to Michael Jackson, and it's still not just being phenomenal. I mean, it's not, you know, where you're throwing the barge on and you think it's still one of the greatest things in the world. That's not going to happen. So. <laughs> wow, talk about the guilty pleasure. You just said the barge on the air. Yes, that will be on my top five <laughs> guilty pleasure list because I'm singing in the rhythm of the night when I get off the show tonight. It's good, good, good times wow. with El DeBarge. You know, because you know what? Now that's going to make me think about my guilty pleasures. I'm going to have to like really sit here and look through all my stuff and see what I have because there, there's there's a lot of guilty pleasures that I do have music wise. Um, I just got the thumbs up from the beautiful Jennifer Gottlieb on Michael Bublé, so I'm good. I, I'm, I feel a lot more comfortable. It's going to be on me blasting it in the car tomorrow on my ride to work. I just got a blessing. Yeah, I just got a uh, text message from my friend. Uh, he says. You listen to Justin Bieber, don't lie. No, I I, I really don't. I, I don't like Justin Bieber. Um, if I can <laughs> tie a rope around his ankles, wing it onto a cinder block, and throw him off the Verrazano Bridge, I probably would do that. But I'm a nice guy. I'd probably just kick him in the throat a little bit. He's he's on he's on top of the world somehow. I, I don't get it. but you know, I, 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 I just think people are crazy these days, man. It, the world is a changing, and it's not changing for the better, man. It really isn't. It really isn't. Justin Bieber, come on, man. I got, I got to call my friend. Miley Cyrus, like separated at birth. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, man. Like, you know what? The Grammys are on. I think right now, um, you know, there's, there's a couple of things I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, Alice Cooper's new super group, along with, uh, I think it's uh, Johnny Johnny Depp is in the group as well. What is it? Undead super group or something like that with Joe Perry wow. and Alice Cooper and Johnny Depp. They're gonna do a tribute to. To Lemmy and Motorhead tonight um, for the late uh, Lemmy Kilmeister who who passed away at, at the end of December, and then uh, uh, Lady Gaga is gonna do a tribute with a bunch of other people, the David Bowie. You know, so those are the two things I'd be interested in seeing. But other than that, man, there is nobody at the freaking Grammys I want to see. It's terrible, terrible. Here we are um, talking about metal, and, and the thing I kept laughing about earlier today, thinking about was the uh, like the first metal award and, and Jethro Tone and. Aqualong, like the Grammys, like they don't have a grip. They really don't have a grip on anything that's not commercialized and very popular on the radio. They have no idea. Just no yeah. clue. 
Well, they had the uh, Best uh, Metal Performance Award tonight, um, and uh, the nominees, uh, I believe, were Ghost, Slipknot, Lamb of God, Seven Dust, and August Burns Red, and Ghost won it. Uh, Ghost is, they're all right. I, I don't go crazy for them, but man, freaking somebody give Seven Dust some love. They've been around for so damn long. John Witherspoon is, is just, man, you know, he's just, you know, I'm, one of the best freaking vocalists, man. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm going to back you up. I, I, I love some Seven Dust and uh, kind of a, they're off the map, obviously. I discovered them by accident years ago at Tower Records and uh, been a fan ever since. I mean, their first album was terrific and, like I said, excellent vocals and they, they've got what you're wanting and, um, uh, I guess metal kind of music, if you will, but I agree. Give them guys some love, finally. Then yeah. and, uh, I, I was looking at a band that's coming to town tonight. Not really metal, um, not coming to town tonight. Coming to band, town in the near future is a, a Dream Theater. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Oh, guys, Dream but, Theater is, is, oh, is amazing. An outstanding group of musicians gets no love. And I don't, you know, what, while everybody's praising Bieber, here's amazing musicians, tremendous vocals that gets very little love. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean it's man, it's crazy. It's crazy. They 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 are so damn good. Dream Theater. I mean, it's listen. I'll tell you right now. I, I like them better when Mike Portnoy was with them as their drummer. Uh, you know, big Mike Portnoy fan. Um, yep. But you know, they're still just a phenomenal, phenomenal group. I mean, you know, on on March nineteenth, like I said, uh, you know, a buddy of mine and me were going to be at the Sands in Bethlehem for the uh, Dystopia World Tour. Megadeth and opening for them is Children of Bodom, Suicidal Tendencies, and Havoc. I mean, you know, four oh, wow. working that's bands. That's you know, I just I just can't wait. So, Jeff, man, there's still some tickets on sale. I think you should buy it and meet us up over there, man. Kind of like the sound of it. I really am. Yeah, <laughs> especially, I mean, we just, we just saw Megadeth, uh, you know, I'll probably say three three Thanksgivings ago now, or maybe two Thanksgivings ago, at the Sands. It's, it's in Bethlehem at the Steel Stacks. It's a phenomenal venue. It's not huge, but it's not small. No matter where you are, you can see everything. The The sound is great. And uh, we went to see Megadeth along with uh, Fear Factory and Nonpoint. Nonpoint was just I, – I didn't know nothing about Nonpoint, and they blew me away at this concert. Um, we got to meet them a little bit after the show. Just just a phenomenal band. But now with the new uh, Megadeth lineup with uh, Kiko Larrero and uh, Chris Adler coming in, after uh, you know the other two guys left, and now being able to see, I've seen suicidal tendencies before. I've never gotten to see Children of Bodom. Don't know too much about Havoc, but I do know that Dave Mustaine's uh, son is the agent or the manager for Havoc, so that should be interesting to see uh, them play. I've been listening to a little bit of them, and they're pretty damn good, man. So that's going to be one really good hard concert, and you know I'm going to be taking my Excedra migrant with me that night because when you're getting old, man, it's hard to keep up with that sound, man. <laughs> Attaboy. Hard to keep up, man. But like I said, if anybody wants to uh, come to the Sands in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, March 19th for the Megadeth concert, look for me, man. You know, I'd be happy to you know to see everybody. You know, talk some metal music there while we're there as well. So good, good times. Anyway, uh, we want to thank uh, Jennifer Gottlieb for joining us tonight. The uh, Miss Box of Junk from the formerly VH1's That Metal Show. Uh, was really great to talk there. Can't wait to have her on again. And like I said, hopefully by that time, Jeff, that metal show is uh, back on the air somewhere. Um, once again, let's talk about our future guest. The rock band Adrenaline is going to be joining us uh, next Monday, the 22nd. Um, not sure if it's the whole band or it's just going to be uh, the lead singer and guitarist, Dan Gutschmidt. Uh, but we're going to play some 
some of their music off their latest album. We're going to talk to them, see if I can uh, get some information uh, out of them about their next album. Um, absolutely phenomenal album. If you don't know Adrenaline, um, you know, just give them a look. They're on Spotify, so is their new album. Um, the week after, that following Monday, Jessica from the band Psyka is going to be here with us. And then March 7th, Jeff, your fiance is stoked about this. The host stoked. of Nick Arcade, Phil Moore, is going to be here, man. We're psyched for Phil Moore around this house. We're psyched. Psyched for Phil Moore, man. No, he's he's, he's an awesome <laughs> dude. It's going to be fun to be able to talk some old video games, man. Dude, listen, man. Growing up in the 80s, who didn't like Nickelodeon? Man, Nickelodeon was the shit back then. I'm actually pretty apt to talk about video games. It's, you know, every childhood, you, you grow up with the video games, you grow to love them, and uh, it's going to be great. I'm really, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Un- un- unfortunately for you, I don't think Phil played Viva Pinata, so um, I don't know if you're going to be able to talk <laughs> to him about that. So, Pong uh, and, uh... <laughs> hey, listen, man, I'd rather play Pong than some of the stuff that's out today, man. It's a, it's a lot harder. Agreed. A l- lot harder. So, yeah, so we're going to cut it for tonight. Uh, it's not going to be one of our longest shows of the year, but um, it's going to be one of our shortest probably. So once again, thanks to uh, Jennifer Lee Gottlieb for joining us. We're going to put a link to her website on the stoop on Facebook, facebook.com slash stoop radio, and you can find the link there. And like I said, not only does she have some really cool stuff on her webpage, but you can look at her fitness stuff, her online coaching work. Um, in the fitness world, and you can even get her help. I mean, who who better to get than Jennifer Lee Gottlieb? Not only is she just so kick-ass, but she's gorgeous, and she's probably one of the most in-shape people I've ever seen. So it'll be good for uh, everybody to get in shape for the new year by going there. So we'll talk uh, talk to her hopefully in the future again. So, Jeff, I want to thank you, man. Um, you, you, you braved the elements to rush here to be on the radio tonight, and... Uh, Seriously, man, if I had an award to give you, I would. You could send me something, anything. Get creative. Get, get be a can of with a little signature on just. Well, you have a fiance, <laughs> so I can't send you any uh, Jurgens. So that's not going to work for you anymore. But uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I got to think works. what I can send you. A couple, a couple of pencils. Uh, I don't know what I have here on, my, on the desk here in the studio, but um, I got, I got, I got a Gumby and a Pokey figure. You want them? Yeah, absolutely. You're getting the yeah. place right there. Hey, you down, you down for some Gumby and Pokey? All right, man. So I'll see if I can Talk FedEx them feet tomorrow. <laughs> Good times. All right. So uh, for Jeff Perini, I'm Jonathan Ragus. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on The Stoop, and we'll see you next Monday. Night.